0: What the fuck episode we on? 39? Hold on. I think 39. Are we? Hold on, let me check before you say it. We welcome back.
1: Hold on, are we starting? <laughs> was that your beginning? Fuck it, let's start it, yeah. Oh, yeah, it is 39 then.
0: Welcome back. One of the very first Dirt Pod, when, when the podcast still sucked. Uh, I've talked about this a lot. <laughs> the first five episodes were me trying to interview people, and I'm not a fucking, I'm not an interviewer. So it's just like, so you like chicken sandwiches? <laughs> and I didn't know what the fuck I, I remember was doing. The, I remember the chicken sandwich episode. Uh, one of those guests was Terry Burden. That's right. Um, the host of PCTV, uh, Guitarist Extraordinaire, um, the world's snazziest dresser,
2: and bald guy. Proud. Proud dirt bag straight from Clinton, Iowa.
0: Yeah, but I thought you know what? It'd be an injustice to have Terry as the as, as the only guest. Well, as, as as a guest who was on the shitty um, part, um, <laughs> not in this version of the but show. But then when it became better, yeah, with co-hosts and everything. So we bring Terry back. Welcome, Terry. Hey, you Out. guys. Is it colder than what? Well? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know hey, what? Hey, it yeah. is,
1: and it's been cold. I we like it's you were a
0: part. You're part city colder than fuck up there, right?
1: Yeah,
2: it's cold as balls. Big time. Oh, man. Time I,
1: it's too. We, we, went, we actually just barely got back. We uh, did a gig in Vegas last night and landed, what, 35, 45 minutes? Well, we've been on the ground for maybe an hour. Yeah. We had time to run home, grab some food, and then get here. But uh, we were thinking that Vegas was going to be warm. And it, I don't think it got above 38 degrees the whole time wow. we got there. Oh, Vegas.
0: Vegas. Cold. First time I ever went to Vegas, I was maybe 21, 22, and it was in December. So me and my buddies go down. And I was like, "Fuck yeah!" And I'm just like, you know, shorts and flip flops. They got palm trees, right? I see pictures. Ah, <laughs> uh, man, colder and shit. I didn't have a coat, and I was broke, so I didn't like. I couldn't like go, go buy, buy one <laughs> warmer clothes. No, you I was just, just
1: stuck wearing I that, that for it. Friend,
0: Let's go walk the strip.
1: No. You don't realize how long you walk for. We were actually in the old district. We were in Fremont. So our, we so stayed at the fun. plaza, and so you walk literally out the front door, and there's the opening to Fremont Street. And I've I've been to Vegas a bunch of times. I've never done Fremont. I've mm-hmm. never been to Fremont. So it was my first time. And we actually – so we we went there. We hung out on the street, did the whole thing, and then we went and did um, our gig. And then, And then as soon as that was done, we were like – out, let's go. Uh, and we ran, uh, ran up and changed, and went over and uh, did the zip line. Nice. But here's the thing: they were told us they're like, be prepared to stand. You may stand in line for about an hour. It was actually more like two.
0: Yeah. And oh, it was colder it was than. Cold. Fuck. you It's like this big
1: guys, metal it was the tower. Worst. This big metal tower. You guys are selling it, on. it, man. Yeah. It, and you know what? In on this action. It, was, it was fun. It was. It was fine. Yeah. Like, but. There's such a long wait that by the end of it, we were literally just two frozen idiots standing up at the top going, oh, good, we just get to fly through the air at 35 miles an hour in even colder wind. Yeah, Uh, But it was like, here's the thing, they they put you up in the very top of this tower, and then the thing kind of opens up, and you're just like 10 and a half stories up above Fremont, and you actually push yourself out. So oh, wow. you grab superman the superman
0: style you're not sitting down you're like superman yeah, we, like you, flat yeah there's a
1: there's a seated one that goes about halfway but we For decided pussies. to do the head first one that goes all the way and uh, and boy we got on there and they put you in and you're just they put you on they go lay down and there's this like mattress thing that that like rises up and it puts you on the thing and they strap you in and then they put it back down until you're kind of hanging and you just kind of hang there and then they tell you to push off because they, he, right before we go, he goes, make sure you push off hard because otherwise you won't go all the way and they have to come get you ouch so if you if you slow right. down you're just dangling over Fremont and the guy has to s- hook oh, on and
2: come so out sweet. the people
0: before us didn't make it
1: and so yeah and so they had to like well they didn't make it they <laughs> they didn't make
0: it no, they well they didn't off. make it all the way. however they were 300 years old. yeah the lady like, she was probably 70 she must have been and she was wow. just they were but they did it and they had a great
1: time and it was cool. Uh, we actually uh, had a good time. I, I made money I won. Yeah. (laughs) What were you playing, man? All we did was slots. I don't play big things because, I mean, I'm just not, like, into games and whatnot. I feel you. But I put in, I took out a 20, and I put it in. That's it. I'm very very (laughs) frugal. And I turned my 20 into 40, and I was like, cool. And so then today at the airport, I was like, I'm going to take the extra 20 that I made, and I'm going to see if I can do anything with that. I made another
0: $120. Wow. I lost a bunch of money. Like I'm never like irresponsible, like oh I'm gonna go get rid of my fucking paycheck or whatever. But i will be like, okay, I'm fully prepared to lose a hundred or two dollars. Like I can afford <coughs> it. You know, it's fine. You that's mean that's living, exactly man? What I did? That's living. I like the fact that instead of saying one or two hundred dollars,
1: you said a hundred or two dollars. I was wondering. And about that's that my myself. favorite. That's my favorite. <laughs> that's my favorite part about well, the whole story. Yeah, I did. I did lose, I'm fine I did to lose, lose either $100 a hundred two- or two dollars. I one would rather two. lose two dollars than a hundred. Man, we ate like we ate at this place. What was it called? The Hash House,
0: ha- uh, Hash, Hash House, House of Go-Go. Go-Go. and Go Go. It was wow. in our hotel, it's, and is one of those fuck you restaurants. Yeah. Here is a fucking thirty-seven inch burger with twenty-nine strips of bacon and a knife and fucking a rosemary spring and a goddamn banana and a fucking monkey arm. And you, we don't you, nothing that I ordered. It's
2: Vegas, man, it's Vegas. Yeah, it's,
0: you know why they do that? So that people take pictures and hashtag it. I, sure, liked, yeah, I liked,
1: I liked the fucking pizza saw, by bro. the slice and the mm-hmm. McDonald's we had this morning. Oh, as, nice! That was more our 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 uh, speed. But no, here we are. We've literally, uh, God, we did what three shows in a row this week. We did mm-hmm. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and then yeah, now we're back. We got podcasts, so here we are. That's what that's that's what the week's been like.
0: How's uh how's how's Terry? How's life in? the... Yeah, what's going on with uh with you?
2: Well, Anything uh, special with
0: the, hosting the the PC TV, You're- we
2: got uh, Sundance is staring Sundance us is down coming. the barrel, man. That- I, I got to uh, spend a little time with John Cooper uh, Friday before last, oh, who's yeah. the the big honcho for the festival, and actually a very cool guy. And um, so, so do you look
0: forward to Sundance, or are you like
2: fuck? You know, it's it's definitely changed over the years. I mean, I I got thrown to the wolves when uh, when I first did it, and I. I didn't really know what I was doing or, or how much work it was going to take. And now I've been through it enough times that, you know, I kind of know who the cool publicists are. I do a a couple of sort of programming blocks in the morning that gets like a lot of my airtime kind of covered without a whole lot of labor, um, which is cool. And then you just, you know, the, the thing that took me a couple of years to figure out is that like right now. It's like my schedule is. It's like it's three dimensional, mm. and everything is happening at once mm. because I'm literally booking next Friday and d- d- this Tuesday, and and when you finally get to the start of the festival, then it's like, oh, okay, we only have to live the, like the present moment. Like I can only right sure. so it's so it's in a way, it's almost like it's a break it from settles. the structure of it. Yeah, sure. and, and all of the admin and then to get to start to talk to cool people and, yeah. and you know have your brains blown out who's, when you least expect
0: it. Who's the coolest person you've had on on the show? besides me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm okay, yeah. Your dogs. My are dogs are cool My dogs get
1: make a cool people Park city television. They're cool people. Love me some Roscoe and Grandma. Right? But I mean, we've mm-hmm. been up to that studio a bunch and when you look at that wall, I mean, it's like it might as well just go anybody, anybody who's anybody's been through here. I mean, and that's yeah. true to say about about uh, about Sundance. I mean, the biggest names in the in the industry have come here every year. But you guys, in and of yourselves, at Park City TV, have locked down. I mean, have, I look at those that's the pictures of people who sit in the same chair as we do on that yeah, stage. It's, it's pretty true. impressive. It's pretty crazy. Has there been an interview where you were like, "Oh fuck, I don't even like I, this guy." Holy shit!
2: Um, you know, uh, when the uh, white-haired dude from Mad Men. Um, John. And, uh, yeah, uh, Slattery. Slattery. So, yeah. John Slattery came in, and uh, I, it wasn't so much that I was nervous that, like, when he walked in the door. I mean, he's a beautiful human being. Right? <laughs> so I mean, men, women, everybody was just loosening their belts when the guy walked in. Like he's just got star power, star quality, and um, he. You know, everybody's tired. I mean, everybody's sure. hungover. Everybody's. You're not there to sleep. So <clears throat> when he came in, I heard him, uh, ask his assistant if they had, uh, live television on the plane. And I, I, I was aware that this was going to be his last interview. And then he was bouncing out of town. And this was uh, a film called God's pocket that was, um, Philip Seymour Hoffman's last film that he did. Mm. So it was, um, he was still alive at the time of the interview, but, um, I heard him ask and I knew that I knew he was a uh masshole so I figured he was probably asking because it was the AFC championship game uh, to see who from the AFC goes to the Super Bowl so I'm figuring oh he's a Pats fan yeah so I just started rapping out with him about the did Patriots masshole
1: by the way I'm I just kidding what that
2: term meant <laughs> well, I like, did. like a
1: Massachusetts ass so yes, That's hilarious yes. I've never heard the term masshole
2: Oh hole. yeah that's uh, there's a lot of massholes up in Park City I was just in, around a bunch of mass holes last week. Yeah, you really, went to Boston, huh? Yeah. Yeah, you were just there. Uh, So that guy. Yeah, so just, you know, that's that was like, for me, that was a really cool moment to just be like, completely let go of the, sh- you know, the like, okay, ABC, one, two, three, we talk about the film. And, sure. You know, and just like, this guy has already done that interview how many 75 times, times right. in the last 36 hours? So, uh, just, I, just loosen been, it up.
0: I don't know if I've ever, yeah, maybe once. I've been up to Sundance once, yeah, <laughs> but like it's not one of those things. Like, I don't give a fuck to go run into stars, not that I'm like too cool for it, but it's like, what am I gonna do? Oh my god. Matthew Broderick.
2: You're Guy Seidel. Yeah, yes,
0: I am. Yes, I don't I want people asking me for autographs. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, did it, I did
1: it once for K-Bear where I took him uh, like a recorder, recorder up there and did interviews. Mm-hmm. And I got, I got some people. I got, really? I got Justin Long. I talked to him. Oh, nice. He was just a little tiny fellow. Looked like a damn... Pocket person. T- t- looked like a damn teenager. Those actors. Man. Um, I'm trying to remember. Uh, the big fat stinky guy. That's uh, in like he's in like a million movies in like Batman Begins. He's in like uh I'll, I'll show you go that guy. I saw him. I was that like, guy. hey, guy. hey, dude. Hey. Uh, but then and that was the that was the time we talked about. It. We saw Metallica up there. Harrios. Oh, nice. And then we and we when we, I, I we told this story earlier, it was funny. We were talking about this in the in the car ride today. But yeah, we we were doing radio in the back of a bar there and just doing voices, and that's where we were set up to broadcast. And we kind of like came out of the barks. We heard like commotion and Neil Young and Graham Nash were doing what? an acoustic set in a coffee shop, like in front of 25, 30 people, just Neil Young, and Graham Nash up on stage, just that's doing it. A...
0: So, I mean, that's the kind of cool thing about, about yeah. Sundance. You know what keeps me know. from, you know what keeps me the fuck out of Sundance is parking. Yeah. Oh, it's
1: the worst. Yeah, it's just like, such there's a hassle.
0: Absolutely. I just got booked on some show up there to do up um, in some bar on the last day of Sundance. So it wasn't like I did anything cool. <laughs> um but but parking was a son of a bitch yeah parking's a son of a bitch there on a regular day yeah so yeah. yeah i've never been up there for sundance but it i don't know it'd be kind of cool if i had a reason to go up let me ask you this when we we're talking about people who interview i know you said you really never
1: get starstruck or anything like that but like is there that as a, as a person who interviews is there that interview that you like oh man to talk to that person for an hour to talk to that like is there like something you'd literally geek out over you'd, you'd get a little starstruck get a little crazy about
2: well let's see uh, a couple of years ago uh, right at Halloween time I knew that uh, Living Color who was my I described uh, them as the final yeah. band of my childhood that was like the last time that I heard that song called The Personality" and I m- immediately went to a thing called a record store. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and I bought, I monster. monster. I love that album. It had Glamour Boys on it, you "Cold
1: of it. Personality," "Letter yeah. to a Mailman,"
2: yeah. uh, "Letter to a Landlord," Land-
1: "Landlord," not mailman. "Letter to a you Landlord." That's right. Can tear
2: a building down, so but good. Can erase so... a memory. Oh man, that was a killer album. Vivid. Yep. yep. Right. Yeah. So I, so I got to interview those guys when they were on their twenty-fifth anniversary anniversary. anniversary tour they played vivid in order track by track that was the show and i got to go in in the afternoon and interview those guys and and i kind of one of the things that i do is if i'm genuinely nervous i'll i'll say something to that effect after i've had just a minute to get a little bit of rapport with somebody so that they know that i'm not a total you know, dillweed, and I'm going to have my shit together, but, <laughs> but like, this is a really cool, this is a really special, important yeah. moment. And and for those guys to, to meet Vernon Reed absolutely was, you know, I just had to say, I mean, I said, you, you know, you guys, I know you hear this a lot, but I'm fixing to ask you half an hour's worth of, of interesting questions. And you have to know the context from my standpoint is that your music has been incredibly important to me from almost the beginning of your band I wow. I learned about them very early on and it it's a beautiful thing about living in 2016 now you know I'm pinging back and forth on Twitter and Instagram with Vern and Will oh, you know man. And, and uh and actually Vern's coming during Sundance he's going to do a, a gig at the cabin I'd like to, uh, I should take this opportunity to give a shout out to Junior Richard, uh, Soundman Extraordinaire up in Park City. I'm not saying that he booked that show for me, but he certainly <laughs> knew. But he knew. But he thought about you. Do you got any bands Absolutely. like that
1: guy? Like anybody you would you would just lose your shit or like kind of sil- even silently geek out Fuck. the entire time over?
0: There's a ton. Uh, the big ones, though, even though I'm not like a huge fan now, would be Motley Crue. Um, just the because crew. they were my shit as an adolescent. Sure. Like right now I look back and like, yeah, Vince Neil's a fat idiot. They, they, they were stupid, but like, that was my, that was my shit for so many years. Um, but it's, it's weird. It's weird to me to watch childhood heroes lose their, their, their shine to me. Like I der- feel you teenager. I idolized bill anselmo pantera mm-hmm. and then now yeah, i've watched enough interviews with him it's kind of like, sad you're a I fucking was... moron yeah <laughs> he can't yeah. form a sentence yeah, he he's just a is. drunk idiot and it's like ah uh, but i would geek out like there's some legend legends of course if i met you know Ozzy or somebody like that but like like living color they weren't
2: huge huge yeah 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 But almost more probably... like you can kind of I always felt like I could still kind of own yeah my love for them you sure know and oh, man, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, the, right Ozzy like or that. Van Halen I, you know Van Halen's the guy that I always come back to in that regard and of course you know, it's like the, the story's really never written with Eddie. It's like, okay, he looks good. He got his teeth fixed, and he looks pretty have sober ever, now. And then the, you see him, and he's just completely cracked out. Have you ever seen the Eddie, van
0: Halen, <laughs> Eddie Van Halen Simpsons cat lady meme? I don't no. think I have. Oh, I'm going to Google it right now. Hey, everybody at home, get on your phone and Google we'll Eddie Van together. Halen Simpsons cat lady. Um, <laughs> hold on. Van Halen Simpson. So were you a van,
2: a van, an early... Van Halen, were you? A, yeah, yeah, a, very much. David um, Lee Roth. Yeah, I remember seeing. Um, it was like you could finally get Rolling Stone magazine at a a newsstand in my in my hometown. Yeah, like you, I didn't have to leave town to get Rolling is Stone. Is this
1: in Ohio? Uh, Iowa. Yeah, Iowa. Yeah, Iowa. Yeah. yeah, yeah let country. Mixed up too. Okay. I did too. Sorry.
2: There's no. There's no need to. You can just lump them together. Was where not is from.
1: Yes. I'll remember that. Yeah, Des Moines.
2: Yeah, That's... I was just reading a bunch of stuff about those guys. Oh my so gosh! The Eddie Van Halen yeah, that was, the, Cat lady. that was the super cracked out oh period God. of his life. Yeah, he looked really <laughs> bad for a while. He looks
0: great. I saw an interview with him um, with uh, what's
2: that museum? The fucking uh, radio and television or something like the, that? No, the, base, the Smithsonian. Smithsonian. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. And, but I definitely concur in that as an adult, like my um and i'm totally divorcing this from any commentary about me as a guitar player but just as a fan and and as somebody who's you know continued to really worship great guitar players like uh, i hate to say this but van halen is he's kind of a one trick pony i mean he's like he's got his you little think? kit bag but you never see like you never see him and i know this is i mean my guy is slash I'm not a big Guns N' Roses fan but I fucking worship Slash and I, I saw him a Eddie, couple years
1: ago and he's great. Yeah, but I mean I see what he's saying there's there's it, if you if I heard something and went, "Really? This is Eddie Van Halen?" I would be shocked. Even listen yeah, think about yeah, finish yeah. what you
0: started. He's chicken picking in that song. But <laughs>
1: it's, st- it's still Eddie Van Halen. It's still it's right. still it's the always same. the Eddie
0: show. It's
2: always was, the Eddie. You never I see feel Eddie that. like sit in with somebody in a different genre of music. You I know. Like, and see, again, you play I'm, blues, yeah.
0: Yeah, right? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. like, like, you, you
2: totally can. That, but it's that just would like, be interesting. Crazy. Yeah.
0: Mark and I were talking about this recently. You think back like, okay, I, I listened to the first Rage Against the Machine album. Oh, and you're just like, holy love, fuck, that's the most powerful <laughs> lyrics. Yeah. That, Listen, the, that's another bomb, The track. fucking message oh. behind that so powerful. So and then you're like, Zach was 20. Yeah. Uh, completely. Isn't that completely nice? like When I was 20, I was like lighting farts. And he maybe he was too, but, but it's <laughs> crazy. the Against the Machine even, was fart lighting. Even, even Guns right. N' Roses. <laughs> right. Sweet Child of Mine. You listen to those lyrics, you're like, this is a fucking well-written song. Axel might have been 22.
2: Right. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: yeah. It's It's crazy to think how young all that great music we love, how young those people who made it were.
2: Well, and, and and that certainly extends to to Van Halen very much. So, I mean, like oh, Marcus, yeah. you were saying, like <laughs> that early Van. I mean, I remember seeing a photograph of Van Halen in Rolling Stone, and they just they were like on the Warner Brother. They just got signed to Warner's, yeah. So they were like on this back lot, and they had like yeah. the fans blowing, they're walking, you know, their hair is all perfect, and it's like, man, dude, that's it. That's the whole. That's nobody the whole was cool universe fucking of the David Lee Roth in oh, like seventy eight.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, I think that there's like it's this. very true. There's a, there's a, I think it all comes with the growth of just the artists themselves. Cause it's like when you're 20, you, you, I mean, I guess there is, there is uh, exceptions. I was going to say like sometimes you, you know, you're, you're typically not super driven. Like Zach is a different person. I mean, he was politically minded and, and came out with some great stuff. But it's still like, like, junior angst, it's like uh, you can't get too serious about yourself yet. Like, if you're 20 and you're like really... You go, look, you need another 10 or 15 or 20 years to kind of figure out how how everything works so you go okay when you're young it's like this fucking great rock because there's no there's no like second thought about it it's just all balls and absolutely and fucking and you know that's screaming yeah it's just right in the moment and then a lot of them i I think that's why why they go away because they either start growing and they become better artists and they become more focused and they come become better or what most people end up doing is they get up Their own asses. And they get through that period of time where they're like, well, I need to be deep now. Right. And you're like, just look. Look, Tool. (laughs) You know what? I feel bad. Fuck off and just give me a new album. I don't need 11
0: fucking years. I watched I need uh, a
1: guitar riff. I
0: watched an interview, and I've talked so much shit on him. I watched an interview with James Hetfield. He did one of those. Like, people, they, they presented James with, like, a picture of something and then asked him to commentate on it. And it, they show him like a picture of Cliff Burton and a picture of Dave Mustaine, and a picture of just these things. And he would talk about it. <clears throat> and it's so weird to see Dave Mustaine as this, or not Dave Mustaine, James Hetfield as this fifty-five-year-old, well-spoken man, just like, oh, that's uh, that's a uh, Dave Mustaine, great friend of ours. You know, we, you know, ah, it's just he's done so much with Megadeth. It's such a great. We have thing. him over for dinner sometimes. Yeah, and, sometimes. And, it, and it's just like you're the fucking guy who wrote fucking. Kill them all, man. Right. And now he's just this distinguished old guy, and I mean, it's cool. It's
1: obviously. And they've all, then they've all got kids, and they're kids. Oh, that one of my Doug favorite.
2: McKagan is one of my my top guys in that category. He's just he kills it. It's so we,
1: cool. we were we were we watched it. We talked about his. Uh, have you seen the documentary on him on uh, Netflix? Yes. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty interesting documentary. But uh, there's that fucking meme or whatever where uh, Tom Raya's on the fucking like red carpet with his family, <laughs> and he's like. Yeah. And his daughter is like sitting over on the side like eyes up, Dad, <laughs> you're so
2: dumb. You're so stupid. Yeah. I saw uh, I, I guess I it really it has to change you. I mean I saw it, a good it, one it of those with uh, clown. From uh, Slipknot, yeah. and and he he insisted on wearing his mask, and he's got like his lovely wife and his beautiful daughter, and he's got his clown mask on, and I'm j- I was, same thing. The I was just thing. picturing his daughter being like, Dad, <gasps> will you please? Oh my God, not just, just don't wear the mask just tonight, don't. Dad. It's a big deal. To. Listen, Kristen, I have to wear the mask. <laughs> I'm, I'm just a fucking. I'm in a band. Whatever, Dad. I phoned at Slipknot. Okay, you
1: fucking you hit fucking things with a baseball bat, Dad. You're not <laughs> <laughs> you're barely in the band. Percussion, whatever. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I mean, I there is there is that. You know. I mean, I, I think that's fair. Me and Guy talk about this all the time. You know, it's it's it, it, the difference between who we were now and who we were, say, even uh, five or eight years, ten or eight sure. eight ten years ago in comedy. Even like the bravado of what we are, who we do, what we talk about. It's like there, be, and you don't really realize that it happens, but at some point you just kind of go, well. I'm this old now and I'm just going to settle into being that yeah, person.
2: I feel like that's a big part of of my mental process, just of, of who I am, not I'm just sure. with work, but I, like you got to yeah, you got to get the sweet spot cuz you don't want to be you, know what, you don't, don't want to be the person yeah. who's not self-aware I and is get like right hey, Terry know, with the shoes man I talk man, about this every like, time I see you Terry.
0: You are the <laughs> fucking best dresser without trying to look like you're 20. Yeah, because you're 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 a man of a certain age, but you're also very, very uh, on fashion without looking f- uh, forced. Because like if I looked if I wore what you wore, it would look like I was trying.
1: <laughs> me, me and Guy, let me tell you this: we had a we had when we went to this the 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 convention thing we did in the summer of last year. We needed outfit like like nice shirt nice. and we went shopping. it was like I, I we're at that part <laughs> where it's like I. I got to pick one way or the other. I'm with you, man. Most of my shit is sweats most of the time because I can't do fucking fancy jeans anymore. I can't do the shitty jeans. I look like I'm a dad and the other jeans, I I can't can't do do them. I can't do them. They're all too tight and they're all, Uh I can't. I had a pair. I had one pair of jeans, and they the ass ripped out of him. in my Boston gig I would three minutes ago. On stage, <laughs> three minutes into the gig, I feel wow. my pants ripped from my from the wow. fucking crotch all the way to the belt, belt buckles. I Had to do an hour with my
0: it's ass Lenny out.
2: Kravitz. Everybody, I would dress the Lenny Kravitz if I was of comedy. <laughs> like, yeah. like you got, you,
0: you have to know what your build is too. Yeah, you ever true. seen like those fat guys trying to wear like like skinny jeans? Nobody and, wants to see that. Yeah, no. So I I also know how I'm built. Yeah, uh, that's the thing. Yeah, you got you got to be very conscious of all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't even like wrap my head around like being like. For the record, Marcus is wearing a fucking Justin Bieber shirt while recording this. <laughs> shit, yeah, I am. Super <laughs> hot, it's so it's hot. A
1: great, I'll, I stand by my Jay Bieber shirt. This isn't an accident. I, I don't, I don't, I don't on, hate
0: Beeps. I don't hate
1: Bieber. Hey, I'm not gonna lie. And we've talked about this before. I like pop music. There's nothing wrong with good pop music. I don't, f- I don't, I don't front on like oh, well, I can't like a song because Justin Bieber sang no. it or Katy Perry sang it or Taylor... And there's, talented. there's even... Look, I've ripped on Taylor Swift. I feel you. I'm not a Taylor Swift fan. She's a talented cat. She writes her own stuff. And there's some of those songs, that James Dean, Dean, Dean. Style. It's got a good song. I fucking love that there's song. Good, yeah, she's, she's got some good shit. I'm not going to lie. Question. She's good so, at it. So, I mean, if I hear a good pop song, that's fine. And Biebs, you know what? This last album of his, he's a he's a he's he's grown up into a nice, productive
0: young well, man. he wow. can also write. He can sing. He can dance. He can play guitar. Play drums. Decent well.
2: Decently. He's a drummer. Yeah, he's a, There's no question that yeah. he's a wildly so, talented cat. So I don't, not really my thing, like,
0: but... Sure. Yeah, somebody, I mean, and everybody's like, he's a she's douchebag, but, but, but you yeah. know what? If you were twenty years old with two hundred million dollars, oh, you know what you'd be? You know, you'd be a prick he's too. Such I a fucking
1: tool. and I know I'm not I'm, I'm not trying anyway. to I'm not 20 or I have sure. any money. I'm not <laughs> trying to defend I'm not trying to like be like, Oh fucking well, Justin Bieber. But I saw an interview with him on Ellen recently, and he's like he was all well spoken. She's like, How are you? He's like... I'm really good. Thank you. And he was calm and he was like, oh, you know what? I don't party. I don't really do that. I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to find me. Like he was all mellowed out now. And I'm like, good for you. Got it out of him. Yeah. I I mean, mean, when you, when
0: you're 16 and you have millions of dollars, you're going to, you're going to be partied out by 20. Yeah. And then you're going to go find something hopefully figure out your life. And you
1: know what? That's good. I, I, I think, and it, cause it really happens to everybody. I mean, the, the passage of time goes, it's like all the, all the boy band idols that we like You know, that were around when you and I were like in our late 20s, like in the 90s and stuff, like Timberlake and all those guys. They're all married
0: kids, like 42, 43-year-old guys now. Everybody's got to grow up at some point. I remember, you know, it's weird. I remember as a kid um, in the 80s, some magazine, Rip Magazine or Metal Edge or whatever, uh, said, Happy 30th birthday to Nikki Six And I was like, fucking 30? (laughs) <laughs> I can't even like this band uh, anymore.
2: Yeah. They're, I have to hate you.
0: And and I did, obviously, but I was just like, oh, my God. Fuck. Dude, holy shit. Yeah. I can't believe he's 30. Right? And it's like, oh. Man. Yeah. That's that's when a lot of people are getting started. Yeah. I'm starting to see that a lot, too. I can't think of any instances in the, in, at the moment, but I'm seeing, like, dudes in their 30s making it. How old is Sturgil Simpson? 38. And yeah. this is go. his
2: year? Yeah. Man, that you guy. Know? I mean, that and, guy. but that's one of those yeah, things that when guy. you look
1: at it, it's like that is he's one of those people that's proof that you do what you fucking do, yeah, man. and you do it well good for him, and you keep fucking doing it until somebody goes, "Oh, it's time for us to notice how good you are at your thing." Yeah. He's he.
0: Yeah. I mean, that guy, like you said, what were the Grammy nominations this year? Album of the year was Beyonce, Beyonce, Timberlake, or not Timberlake, uh, Bieber, Beyonce, Bieber, uh, stupid. What's your name? <laughs> Adele Lady Adele. Uh <laughs> is Gaga in there this year too? I don't think Gaga's in there and then Simpson. So it's like Bieber, Adele, Beyonce. That's crazy. And and Sergio Simpson. Simpson. That's and straight out of Salt Lake. That's an impressive yeah. that's He, left, really he cool. left Salt Lake to go to Nashville because his wife's like, You're really good at this whole singing thing. Uh maybe we should go to Nashville. Stop fuck these trains, you know? Good for her. That's I mean, but for
1: that's for sure, man. But that's it's the big leagues. But that's the thing though, is it's like, how many bands can you think about that like r- maintained who they were until it was time. Living Color is one of those bands. Living Color doesn't sound like anybody. Living Color, yeah, didn't, truly. like, if you listen to that Vivid album, I mean, it, it falls somewhere between, I don't know, Cult of Personality is one of the most iconic, anthemic rock songs that's the ever riff. been written. But then when you listen to the rest of that album, it's kind of fishbone, it's kind of suicidal tendencies, Very it's much kind so. of. It's it's slap bassy funk, but not LA. It's it's deep bridge grooves, but it's not Sacramento like you listen yeah. to it and you go, Where is this? This is insane.
2: It's just like where are they from? Unique. Aren't they from they're they're New York guys. New York, yeah, yeah I was gonna say there's yeah. no
1: and they came out in those body glove suits and yeah, right. those yeah.
0: fucking yellow body Come glove on. suits.
1: Corey, man. video, but and they never fucking, they never really changed who they were. Do, they, better, still, do they still wear
2: the body glove suits? Uh, no, Corey is. Uh, he's moved on. He's got a little bit of a kind of a you steampunky thing really? happening now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, That's weird. Black he's people rocking, doing steampunk. He's got his old He's got his old unique original style. It's huh. interesting. Yeah, I was reading and, or, or listening to a
0: yeah, podcast with uh, S- Sturgill Simpson, and I thought this was funny. You're, you're a guitar player. You can relate to this. Sure. Um is Mark Maron's podcast, and, and Mark Maron was like, "So, Sergio, you're a you're a you're a great guitar player, man. I mean, that's kind of your thing, right?" And he's like, "I used to be a great guitar player," and and Mark Maron's like, "What happened?" He's like, "I moved to Nashville," and it's yeah. like, "That's so, yeah. I thought I was fucking good. Yeah, exactly. And then you move it's out there insane. on a very small scale. That happened to me. I was back home. There's four or five guitar players in town. Right. I was known as a guitar player, and then now, like up here, I wouldn't join a band." Just like, no, why would I do that? Terrence Hansen lives in town. Fucking, uh,
2: well, a lot I mean, of these guitar I totally players. get your perspective on that. I mean, I, I agree. I mean, I know, I mean, it's, you know, it's a big part of my job is just hanging around local guys Talent. and gals that are, yeah, that are so good that you just want to smack yourself in the face. But if I joined a band today, I'd play bass because there's no pressure to be a badass. Uh,
1: you well, know, I, I never no felt way, that man. pressure because I've never felt like I was, I was me. In even when I did my band, I still. I see that. Even when I did my band, I mean Marcus is obviously a public persona. Uh, even in comedy, Marcus is, is who I go to. But the fact is, is that aside from that, when I did my band, like I was always trying to be fucking Cornell or somebody else. Anyway, like I never found me, and now I just get to embrace that and just seeing other people. So I've never really felt that because I'm like, if I'm just going like, well, this is how he sings the song, not
0: me, right? So I didn't really think when about when I that. when I back home. Um, there was this kid, couple probably four years younger than me. Uh, his name was Chris. Anyway, he was like fourteen, and uh, he was learning guitar. And I remember him like learning guitar, like. I, and I was, well, no, he was probably twelve or thirteen. I was sixteen or seventeen, and I was the I was the good guitar the player, cool guy, because I was you know older, rocket guy. And then in six months, that motherfucker <laughs> to this day, he's the best guitar player I've ever seen live. Wow, he's a he's a professor. Somewhere um, what's his name Chris Chris Cromple hey Chris um, Good job he's probably
2: Big up's Chris Cromple
0: but uh, yeah Maybe most uh, he's a classical player uh, metal shredder guy at the best just, just one of those phenoms wow. like I feel I don't know if you feel this way I don't feel like I'm a natural musician. I feel like I have to work my balls off to get. Where I'm at. This is one of those guys. He just picked up a guitar and went, slick, 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 and then yeah, like, what's the some best? Some people just
2: some people just get it. I mean, I was lucky. I had some piano lessons, and I'd been around music a fair amount by the time I started. playing guitar, and, and I got so, the hang of no it, doubt, it. But I don't but, feel that I'm a natural. Yeah, uh, it's I. I don't think
1: I don't think there well, are very many people that truly are. Okay, and let me let me hop in here because there's a person with absolutely no musical talent whatsoever. Yeah, you could sing. I was gonna say, yeah, but I mean, singing I, thing. I can't, it's... I can't read music. I can't play an instrument. You put me in front of a drum kit, like I can go like this with my hands, but I couldn't do, I couldn't drum. I can't do anything. So, like for me, I hear you say that, but yet I know that we're sitting there sometimes, and I'll go, "Hey, let's learn this song," and you'll go, "Hold on, let me look up YouTube," and in and in two or three minutes, you have the song and you've you've learned to play it. That to me says like that's not something anybody
2: can do. It's well it, said. That's well said. Training me, I don't know. If you have a well, I uh, I learned this early on. Either you have an ear or you don't. That's true. Your ear plays a role. I had a buddy when we were kids, and, you know, there was, everybody was in a band. We're all breaking the band up and play with new guys, and it's just like a round robin. And there was one dude who was really in the in the, kind of in the scene in my little high school that, you know, his parents had some money, and he was just... He just worshiped guitars, guitar players. And I used to have to tune that kid's fucking guitars for him because yeah. he just couldn't. He, and. They're- it's there's like, a, uh, there's yeah. no faking it. It's like, dude, your guitar. There's a dude sounds back home. Like Bow movement, been right? Been now. <laughs> there's, there's, it's a way it is.
0: Dude back home, been playing forever, and he knows how to play. Like he can play these y- things. Yes, he yes, can. He yes. can just, and he can tell you what chord it is, what right, scale it is, right. what guitar that is, how many the hertz on the pot of that guitar. Yeah, all but the, when he plays, it's just like eh, stiff. Well,
1: it's no it's, feeling. The, uh,
0: yeah. The feeling's huge in a guitar player. Sure. Like I was gonna you s- have to have, like, as corny as it sounds, you have to have soul. Other than that, you're just a robot playing, a, like, a player piano, and that's what some people are. It's the same thing with, uh, like, we've said this before. There's there's some guys out there who are
1: fucking hilarious writers. The right. jokes, and you just right. go, oh, my God, they're so good, but they can't deliver a line. Right. Huh? You know, that's why some guys just need to be writers. You know they're funny, funny brains. They just can't get up on stage and make that make sense, make that connection make sense. I, I well,
2: th- and I th- mean that happens. I think of it very much, and it, whenever I see you do you guys's act and you do the the voices, the mimicry within music. I mean, I'm a. I grew up imitating shit. Right? Right. I mean, yeah, that's, that's how we that's do it, right? I mean, that's how I learned to play guitar. Was right. I was imitating, just sitting there and listening again and again, and and you know, I the the one bit of really formal training I did have in music was in singing. And so like to, to listen to you perform the song in terms of kind of doing it according to the arrangement and and in the same notes and that kind of thing. Like I get all of that and then to layer on top your ability to sound like Chris Cornell is just <laughs> completely, it's literally an out of body experience because I can't, because I, that, my brain is not wired that way. You <laughs> now know, you it's have like just
0: seeing the rest of the podcast as Chris Cornell. That's, that's right. right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's hilarious. You know, that's the funny thing. But is it's just the way your brain
0: works, right? I mean, it makes sense to you. Ma- you can do
1: it. Understanding where sounds come from yeah, makes sense. Yeah,
0: to me. right. Cool. I think impressions are a natural thing. Like, I could try, I could try to be, I could try to learn Homer Simpson's voice for the next seven years, and I'm probably not going to yeah, fucking sell it right, home. Right. I think impressions are one of those things. Like, you you have to have it in you, and then develop it. But like, I don't think anybody can be. My mom used to tell me, "You because like when you were doing uh, last comic, and I was just starting comedy. My mother used to tell me, you should do impressions. and I'm like, I can't. She's like, well, this you doesn't could, work could, that way, right? You can right. learn. I'm like, no, I just... What am I going to do? Yeah. Like, Here's my walking mom. Oh. Yeah, right.
2: No, but you know what's funny <laughs> guys, is there's, there's big, qu- big news. I've moved up in the rankings. <laughs> I'm now the 538th best walkin'. Christopher Walken impression. <laughs> I'm in the I'm in the 550 insult. in Salt Lake. <laughs> you know,
1: there's a bunch too that, I mean, that's one of the things about impressions that, that certain people don't realize is they'll come up and go, can you do me? Can you do, can you do, and it's hey, like, well, I'm not. Do, do me. Listen, I'm not, you can't do everybody. Right. Uh, you know, there's some that are very close to your, uh, you know, your own voice. I'll get, I'll get stuck on ones. I, I do. Sometimes Daniel, my wife, she'll, she'll go, stop. You're, uh-huh. come on. We, Like. Uh, what's one you want to do and can't? What's one that I want to do and can't? I have a whole list of people that I wish I could do. Oh, no, that's um, cool. I mean, I, I keep, I keep things down because every once in a while I'll find like a, a way to, uh, go to something. So I have ones I can do, ones that I can do, but that should be better. And then <laughs> I have ones that like, there's I I don't know, just a lot of it's the a, three tiers, a of lot of voices that I wish I could do. Marcus, as
0: we were talking the other day, I, I would
1: kn- love I'd love to do a Woody Harrelson because nobody does that. Like there's a bunch that nobody does. Like no nobody does Woody Harrelson. Nobody
2: does. Uh, well,
0: we were talking about this the other. day, I've never heard anybody do a good Homer Simpson. I've never heard anybody do a good Willie Nelson. No,
2: no, um, that would be good. Yeah, there's yeah f- it's interesting how it's selective. I had a, a buddy in graduate school who's from Nicaragua. He's still a good friend of mine today. Fuck you, call me? <laughs> yes, that's right. No holds barred. No holds barred on Don't this bad. one. And um, I just, like, from the, from the time that I met my buddy Roberto, Roberto. I could just do him. Roberto. I, I, I could just do it. Yeah. It's a very— I can do the from manager Nicaragua. Guys. Jack?
0: Hey, guys, we need to get out of the way here. <laughs> hey, guys, could you get this damn Obama and them wolves? Anyway, yeah, and it's like, what is the value do of doing buddies.
2: an amazing, perfect rendition of Roberto Estrada? There's there's, <laughs> no zero, there's no value except that still to this day, you know, when we I get together with guys. I do a Scott Bennett.
1: Nobody uh, knows Scott that. Bennett. Hey, uh, Scott Bennett is stupid stupid my girlfriend got uh, got told the other day, ah uh, she uh, she's never been told before she's been fingered, never been towed ah stupid <laughs> nobody knows that. thats a, one, right? of the f- <laughs> one of the first local comics that I ever saw here uh and I learned to do his voice and uh, was uh, I don't know it's funny how that
0: works yeah I,
2: um, think of our show if I could do impressions sure. too that would It'd be, be a hell of a show wow. we we'd, we'd, we'd make a lot more Maybe money I should you, learn some- on, <laughs> you guys would be on Broadway and shit
1: uh, you know at the Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think I could... T- I I believe personally that I could teach anybody to do an impression. I, I really do. I don't do. think I could learn an
0: impression. Sure you do.
2: Sure you could. That's interesting. You, I never thought about done it. you've this.
0: You've broken down how you do impressions before, sure. but I just do I think I just... I don't know. I just think you have to have the brain and the voice. Wow. It's all it's all just... It's patterns. Teach, teach Burden here how to do someone. Who? A simple one like walking? Do you do walking?
2: Uh, You know, one time... Uh, for a very short period, I had a, a Christopher Walken that I felt kind of good about. I got some laughs out of it, and then it just went away. So I get <laughs> some I laughs think I'm... at
1: parties. Here, here I'll teach you. This is a very easy thing, right? This is a great way to get do a, anything. get a,
2: get a cornerstone phrase, right? right?
1: right. If you if, all impressions are on R's or N's or things like that, like consonants, and uh, and and then it's just pacing. So with Walken, all you have to do is start with the way. He talks so without changing your voice. You just do the talking, the and rhythm. then right, and then you kind of weather the voice. So without me doing much to my voice, I crack it on the ends, and then then what you do is you just take a little bit as high end, which is up in your nose, this na- noise, and then you 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 find this little the older walk in here, which is this part, and if you combine. Those two sounds, you get the high cracks and you get the low part (laughs) here and then use those pacings, the stops, as a joke. (laughs) That's what you do. So that's all it is. I mean, that's really all it is. It's just uh, I can do the same thing with anything. so cool. So like uh, like Goldblum is kind of in my wheelhouse and it sounds like my voice. So what you do uh, is you start doing uh, the way he talks uh, and and then uh once it changed then you add uh, the voice in uh interesting interesting talking to Terry Burton. uh the interviewer becomes the interviewee ah and then that's it that's it that's all it is that's so good That's <laughs> all it is
2: marcus there's really nice nothing work, to do so cool
1: it's I, I tell people all the time. It's simple.
2: I, I can't do
1: it. You can British do an Okay, you can do a British accent, right? Though you can do a British accent. Okay, right. So if you take your British accent, right, 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 right. and your basic British accent is in the middle of your mouth, and then you do rigging your right? No, no, that's true, though. If you take it up a bit, right, you make it fun. <laughs> who are you? You're crazy. <laughs> right. No, but if you take your, your your standard British accent, right, and you can do a whole bunch of things with it, so you can do, you know, you can do Michael Caine. You know, who is this guy? Talking like this. He's like, you can do Is like that the gecko Lizard? Like, like a Jason Statham, right? How are you? Look at that. Tell me, Burden, you've got my same look. Oh, I like that. That's right. But if you, oh, so here's the thing. Take it to anybody listening. Take your British accent, right? And just everybody does one. We all have one. And it's basically your standard British accent, right? Basically in the middle of your mouth, right? Whatever you're doing. And then if you take that same accent and you just confine it to your lips so you don't talk out of anything but the front of your mouth. And you automatically becomes an Irish accent because you can't do anything but play with your lips and your tongue. So if your accent is all right here, then it automatically becomes that accent. If you take that same exact accent and you push it all the way back to the back of your throat and you talk from back here, then it becomes Scottish. It's all the difference. It's just where the voice comes from. The tongue, the mouth, all of that's doing the same exact thing, but it's coming from the back of your throat. And if you bring that back up to the middle of your mouth and then we go on the thing we were talking about earlier and you take those... Those, you know, so your British R's are like this, you know, the muted, right? So they're kind of like that. But if you take them and you really spread them out, and you get that O in there, right? And you really get that bottom end, you've got the same accent, but it's become Australian yeah, because now just- you're digging with those vowels. You know, you're doing that type of thing, right? all right, right But then you just bring it right back up. All and right. Right in the I like minute. making up
0: British characters. Yeah, right. There you go. Right. Oh, the old lady that's uh, working in the store somewhere. Well, have you got me? I have not got I've even got putting a I'll be the spotted dick, man. <laughs> Every spotted <of laughs> dick's not even an item on our menu, sir.
1: See, and that's what we—that's what we do. There's so it. fun, you guys. And so if you do—if you do that, and then really you can do—I think British if you do—if you
0: do ten—if you can do one voice, you can do ten. It's pretty simple. It's a pretty easy thing. Uh, I don't know. I like doing accents. I, I've said this before. I, I, my, that was my thing, like, uh, you know, being funny and friends I do accents, Australian, whatever, Mexican, British, Scottish, all that shit. I grew up with a person who was from Holland in my house. My, oh, wow. old, my old man, my stepdad, uh, from the time I was four years old, still to this day speaks with an accent. I can't do that fucking accent. Like, any time I try to do, like, a German or Dutch accent, it just turns into a shitty Arnold just ah, 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 that's all. Yeah. <laughs> it comes out, well, German accents,
1: the, <laughs> yeah,
0: German accents just
1: become like we have ways of making you talk, talk, talk to yes. Jones.
0: Yeah, they're like all evil. Yeah, yeah, and, and super.
2: I've super kind of shitty. found over time, and and like I say, I mean, I I definitely have the the mindset of of mimicry, but being around performers and and, and people who are really really good at it, such as present company, <laughs> I've found has been very freeing because. I just, it's like, uh, yeah, no, I'm not really a mimic. I don't really, no, I don't really do that. It's much easier than, yeah. like, being the 538th best Christopher Walken. <laughs> like, that hey, doesn't man. really add to I, the... That's, But that's how it starts, though. I started with just my
1: buddy sitting around going, do this. Do a voice. Oh, hey. for sure. So I think, I think there's, I think if if you do it, there's, there's definitely stuff out there for it. Uh, yeah, I mean... Yeah, it's guy. Guy gave him my credit. You do a lot. You do voices that you don't. You have you have a f- series of impressions. Just you do Lemmy, singable. Bo- I mean, there's a lot that we do in the show. I used to you, sing Lemmy, yeah. But, yeah, but you know, what? you can do
0: odd. that for a ver- you can do that's that for odd. a verse. Yeah, yeah, version. yeah. My for voice sure. right now—it's probably I probably sound. You sound a
2: little lemony at the moment.
0: Well, it's I've I've been sick. I blew my totally blew my voice out last week yeah. doing comedy cares. Well, I I, I kind of developed a sore throat a little bit, so my throat was like a little scratchy. and Then we did comedy yeah. cares, and I was on stage for three hours going ticket number seven! Watch seven, one <laughs> seven, and then <laughs> fucking how was that gone? That's how that's and how then, everybody won. And then we did yeah, like scream six at shows in a within a week's period of time. Yeah, it's That's been awesome. Nice. Which I don't sing a lot, but Good I still problems. speak and I harmonize here and there so my voice yeah. is just gone. Oh,
1: I just remember, dude, we have to talk about we have to talk about the song. This, the song. We t- we d- we talked okay. So guys tell we we like we said we've been on the road a lot last few days and we've had a lot of time driving, a lot of time flying and so we started talking about um I don't even remember how this came up. We know. were talking about something and we started talking about Cheech and Chong and then we got on we got on track with talking about their movies and which was their best movie and then you said your favorite movie was next Next movie Movie, and that's the name of it right and then we started talking about and you said you know there's a song in next movie and then you told me this story so
0: so the song I'm, I'm assuming is called hell on wheels uh what it is
2: Oh, I didn't, I didn't make, you know, after we chatted a minute this morning, right? I, I was going back into the, into the Wayback machine, trying to remember when I saw that film.
0: It came out in and, 80.
2: Yeah. And, and, and that was, that was ahead of my time. I probably wouldn't have watched it until right. I was in college I was in two. the late eighties, but um, it was interesting to sit down in 2016, did you watch it? I watched about half of it. I I, I, I hung in. I love I that kinda, movie. You know, it's just so interesting to, to to see those guys and and realize that you know they came up in the 1970s, like 70s. like doing stoner uh, sort of uh, Hispanic Latino humor. It, it I mean shouldn't those guys, have been as successful man. as it was right
1: like honestly so you, you look before them and you go what was what was before it was them nothing Chico and the man yeah you know I yeah. mean like that they were basically like the I mean you know the very first like biracial uh multicultural uh, counterculture I mean they you know it's amazing what they uh, really what they were able to get away with. And 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 on such a mainstream level
0: too,
2: mm-hmm. well, it, it really does. It's it's amazing. There's to a look at there's that. a scene in that movie
0: where those of you who haven't seen it, I would suggest you watch it. It holds up <laughs> very well. If you haven't seen it, wh- wh- how did you find this? Yeah, if you haven't seen Cheech and the,
1: Chong movies and you listen movie, to this, you're your right.
2: How does this not how, possible? How I mean, yeah, yeah no it, way. it holds
0: up very well. But there's a scene where they live in this fucking like dirty, shitty house. <laughs> And Chong Chong is on his motorcycle in the kitchen, (laughs) revving his engine, and the smoke is billowing outside, killing the neighbors' flowers. But there's a song playing in the background, and I don't know if it's just because I watched this movie so many times as a kid that it grew on me, or if I genuinely like it. But there's a song playing. Uh, I love that fucking song. And it's also when he gets off the bike and smoke, he puts a cockroach in his in his yes in his gigantic wooden pipe pipe. (laughs) And smokes a cockroach. <laughs> yeah. That whole scene, there's this song playing, and I assume it's called Hell on Wheels. And I'm like, because it's a well-produced, it sounds like a good 70s rock song. And I'm like, that has to be somebody. I have researched the living fuck out of this stuff. song. And I can't find out. Really? Who? We, but the other day we found the song. But we found the song. from the
1: movie, and it's just that isolated song track. On a, on a YouTube. But- However, we've even get I, we shazammed it. Wow! Doesn't Nothing. say what it is. Nice. Those,
0: those, those it doesn't answers, exist. It doesn't so fucking exciting. exist. Nobody, nobody knows. So I'm going to play the song. Oh sweet! I fucking dig this song, man. There we go. <laughs> you can hear John coughing. Listen to this riff. I love
1: it, but that sounds like it should be somebody. It sounds like it should be like. Uh, it, it almost sounds like the singer sounds black. Yeah, I was gonna say it sounds like Hendrix or it sounds like Thin Lizzy. That's exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. What I Phil sounds,
0: Phil Lennett, for sure. It does sound kind of Thin Lizzy, but his his voice is more. Him yeah, like it's kind of got that.
1: Hey where you going with that gun in your hand? <laughs>
2: but we don't know what this song is. So great! It sounds like a biker tune. Yeah, it's got it's got a little uh, it's got a little Judas Priest to the to the guitar. It riff. Sounds
0: like you would listen to that song in one of those vans that had the one round window on the back. Oh yeah, with like the mural painted on the side. This van's rocking.
2: Yeah, don't bother. There's knockin'. one of those vans in that movie. Actually, that fucking movie's great. It's pretty funny. It's so interesting to. To watch it and because so I'm at the point now where I can't just watch a movie anymore. I, it's like I'm psychoanalyzing the screenwriter and all this I fucked up do shit. That, but. but
0: like, well, I'll start watching the movie and then 15 minutes into it, my phone will buzz or something. And then I'm yeah. pew, tuned out.
2: Yeah. And yeah. I can actually yeah. rewind yeah, I didn't make it, it through and stop today. It. I was, was going to try and at least maybe like do kind of the fast forward thing through it. And That's
1: what I did on the plane. I watch a movie and I just like every, I'm like, I don't need this scene. I don't yeah, need this. this. I don't scene. need this. Yeah, there's uh, – I, I don't remember the last time me and my wife – like, we'll every once in a while we'll sit down and, like, catch a documentary. I know that sounds pretentious, but they're, they're more exciting That's to me. I, I would rather watch, like, something in the real life than sit down. Because most times with movies, I'm like – I'm with you. I'm like, oh, you missed such a great opportunity. Fuck. Yeah, That's yeah, one of the yeah. reasons why, like, I, I it's hard for us to watch comedy. I think guys the same way is – number one, I don't ever like to hear something and go – because there's only so many things. If a guy's going, "Hey, I was married," and like, "Oh, I'm married too." Fuck, that's off boundaries now, you know. So we just kind of right. don't do it. But I, I, a lot of times, I'll watch comics and I'll go, "Oh God, you missed the joke." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's or, more, that's fuck, not why the... didn't I write that? Yeah, there's there's two of those. But yeah, with movies, I'm like that man. I I just go, "Are you kidding?" Fuck, there's too much of yeah. this. Yeah, I have a few movies on my laptop at home. but I just haven't haven't bothered to watch them. I need to watch. I downloaded the Magnificent Seven remake. Right. Did you see that? Uh, I did
2: not see it. I didn't. I haven't seen I, it. Yet. I'm terrible. It's, it's kind of one of my. Actually, I don't try to keep it a secret. I. When people ask me, of course, I get asked during Sundance a lot because I'm working with publicists who want, you know, to imagine that I've watched their film, and it's like, hey, bro, I'm. I'm doing eight interviews today and they're all going to be like 10, 15 minute long interviews. I can't, I can't, you know, I did last year or the year before I watched, uh, uh, Jimmy Chin and Conrad anchor mm. and, uh, um, uh, Renan Osterk, the guys who, uh, climbed Meru. I mean, mm. they, they're all big time, big time, uh, mountain climber guys. And I had Jimmy Chin and his wife, Elizabeth, who, uh, produced the film. On and I wanted to watch that, and of course nowadays it's easy. You know, they'll just give you a, a link and a password for right. Vimeo or whatever. So I watched this movie about these three guys. You know, completely put their lives on the line mm. to to summit this ridiculous the shark's tooth. I mean, it's like it's just, it's that? just uh that Tibet. One of those mountainy Ish. countries. It's in the mountainy place, but Nepal. I mean, I, these guys, Jimmy Chin, walks in the studio, and I'm just like, I, I was literally speechless. I was like, I can't believe what you fucking did. And he's like, I know. Okay, it's been a great <laughs> interview. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. You know what? Once really made it a lot better by watching the
0: film. One beforehand. time I did your show, and I'm sitting on the couch in this in the way you know, the waiting room. There's this little chick sitting next to me. And, <coughs> Are you going on? Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, cool, yeah, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I don't know her from fucking anyone. She gets. She goes in there and like, and we're here with Peekaboo Street. And I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I was just sitting next to her for 20 minutes and I had no idea. Uh, you know, I,
1: I, I've told you that story before about um when I came back from, when I first came back from Last Comic Standing, like when they released us from the house, Sounds like a hostage situation, right? But I came back, <laughs> and we had we had stayed up all night because they had moved us to a hotel, and our chaperones were there. But we had stayed up all night, just like partying and having a good time. And we were done, and we we were free. And uh, and I got to the plane, and I sat down, and I pulled my hat down, and I fucking was out. Didn't didn't wake up. Plane touched down did one of these I look around people are already off like there's nobody by me and I'm like all right so I get off and I walk out and uh I I I I, I don't know day or two later I went into Wise Guys and uh to to just check in and Keith goes hey uh Bobcat Bobcat goldthwait was just here he was just talking about you and I said what how does he know me and he goes no no he uh he came <clears throat> in and he saw your picture on the wall and he goes hey I just sat next to that guy on the plane. <laughs> um, I recognized I the tattoos, but he was asleep the whole time. And that's what happened. I <laughs> sat next to Bobcat Gothwaite, and he sat next to me and studied my tattoos, and then went, and then I never to, met him. To
0: be fair, that's badass. I, know, I know why you did the impression, but if anybody has ever heard Bobcat actually speak, he doesn't it's talk hard, like that. It's hilarious because he's like, hey guys, how are you? Yeah, he wouldn't he have talked like that. that. I Just had to do me. the voice. He wouldn't. Every time I've met him, it's almost like. I feel fat. Yeah, that's exactly what it is.
1: Um, hey, how are you? <laughs> are you blind, man? Do you want some monsters?
0: But that's that's kind of how oh, that, Mickey, like that That was my, you know, when I was a kid, that was my impression because there's uh, there's a scene in, in police academy where he he he's, he's has a Mickey Mouse watch on, yeah, and he go and it falls in the pool or something. And he's like Mickey, Mickey. <laughs> I used
2: to walk, I in elementary school screaming <laughs> Mickey. Oh,
0: that that
1: one and like Pee Wee Herman were like the go to. Impressions back and yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. I used to do the Pee-wee Herman. Speaking of uh, Cheech and Chong, he's in all those. In fact, Pee-wee Herman was
0: right, who's from the, the hamburger, hamburger Train. Right.
1: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. I love. It's So interesting to so see fucking... somebody like
2: that in a different context. Right. And like you're kind of like you and kind of was, get the he, pee-wee, he, but he then he's not pee-wee quite on, totally. He
1: does pee-wee on stage. There he goes. Oh, you think you're so funny? You want to come up here and do it yourself? <laughs> and he brings him up, and then he goes,
0: okay, me yeah, he does this whole shit. That's hilarious.
1: I love those Cheech and Chong movies.
0: Yeah. It's, it, it's a peach. Ah, hey! <laughs> but, geez, I, dude, I used to quote the fuck out of, uh, and I still do, out of the most quotable movies, um, Sling Blade. Um,
2: <laughs>
0: so fun. I, dude, I quote the so fuck out fun. of So much fun.
2: Sling Blade.
0: And not even, a lot of us, not Sometimes. even Carl. Like, like I got a buddy named Randy, and every time we see him, it's my buddy Jimmy's brother. Randy Yeah, and we just like, it's, we don't have how to fucking practice, Randy! Randy. <laughs> when they're fucking, when he's got the Dwight, band. Dwight
1: Yoakam is Killed. terrifying in that movie. Yes,
0: he fucking. It's crazy, huh? He did such a good him job and, in that you movie. You know, he
1: was in that, and he was also in, uh, uh, around that same time, Panic Room. Which was uh, David Fincher's movie back oh, yeah, then. Yeah, sure. I and remember he that. was the most terrifying, evil motherfucker in Panic yeah, Room. He was a scary actor. He's good. He's got that he, he weird. He should get more roles. He really should. He's a creep. He looks like uh, Clint Howard.
0: Yeah. Ooh, yeah, he does. Yeah. Wow. Like a less fucking monstery. Clint Howard. Clint Howard's an unfortunate man. Other than his yeah, brother when, puts when, him in movies. When Ron Howard is the looker in your family. Right?
1: <laughs> wow. Fucking a bald-ass Opie is your goddamn oh, ch- measuring other rod.
0: quotable movie was Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Oh, God. So many. Francis! Francis. It's not for sale, Francis! Francis. <laughs> Would you like some gum?
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> I love everything about that movie. That movie's on
2: uh, Netflix.
1: And it should be it watched every single it's so day. so
2: interesting that he's kind of had this cultural rapprochement where he's like okay again now well but uh, yeah i mean which is fine i think it's great it's
0: right well he did did you watch the new Pee Wee movie
2: it's fucking terrible got 20 minutes oh really really how is that isn't that weird i mean doesn't that there's some commonality between our earlier conversation about about the 20 year old rock star who just doesn't know anything and writes these amazing songs like how right. long can you do,
1: well, do Pee-wee movies? He looks the same. <laughs> sure. But I think that there was like, there's a carefree kind of uh, yeah. freedom to, to doing something first. Like when they made Pee-wee's Big Adventure, nobody knew, A, that Tim Burton was going to be a huge thing, that Pee-wee's going to be it's a huge crazy. thing, that this movie was going to be something that people watched for 35, 40 years. However, after that, you become aware of why it was good and you go, Oh, well, okay, then let's redo the opening thing. And then let's, he'll go and he'll do a, and he'll do a thing again. That's why, you know, it, it, it doesn't work unless you make a, make it aware. Like, I think it would be funny if Cheech and Chong came back and they were like, it was Cheech and Chong, but, they were part of this world or would they have to go Cheech and Chong and make a movie that was like them back in set in the seventies and eighties? No, I've been that's, thinking about
0: that forever. Like, what? what I is would the love way to, to see a new Cheech and Chong movie, but it would have to be done right. But how was yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Cause
2: so much of the humor in that is they like not, it's not kosher now. Well, That's I one mean, of the
1: things that I think, I, I you know, I was going to say this. I'm a huge, I've, I, I'm a huge movie guy in the sense that like I love film my basement is like a fucking shrine to movies and shit like that but I haven't been to see a movie in yeah. theaters for probably well. three years in fact I can tell you the movies I've seen in theaters I saw Mad Max and I saw the Evil Dead remake those were the last two movies I saw in the movies for, for, for three or four years I didn't see the new Star Wars movie till it came out on HBO I don't give a shit about movies anymore because yeah. as much as I love Star Wars I loved it because it was something that mattered to me in 77 or 80 yeah. Who, like, were then. Right, I don't, I don't necessarily, and I have a lot of friends who are like, "Whoa, so you don't like it anymore?" No, because not because I don't hold those things dear. I still have shelves full of Star Wars toys and shit like that. However. I don't need to go fucking add on to that with new shit, with new actors, because you decided to make a movie because Disney owns this now. Like I don't you know what I mean? Sure. You like, can
2: see the rationale for that.
1: So, so I think that I think that Rouge if somebody one. comes back and says, you know, we want to make an album or we want to make a movie or we want to go on tour because we legitimately want to make good music, and we legitimately want to get back out there, great. But when you go, you know what we should do? We should make another movie, but paint by the numbers that's exactly like the first one, just so we can make two billion dollars and right. sell more toys to kids. So I mean, I would love to see people if they came back and they legitimately had somebody. But that Pee wee thing, I mean, it was a it was a low budget. You could tell, you really? could tell that it was kind of like, oh, let's do this quickly.
0: Yeah, yeah, get it out for Netflix. See,
1: that's the thing; nobody cares. I, I mean, I talked about this. I know we 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 kind of getting off subject, but like, I think the minute everything went digital, we've talked about this before. It was so much easier to to care about everything. Once nothing everything was has on. a shelf life, nothing has a shelf yeah. life, and and especially also, music. But when you're making movies anymore, like back in the day, you needed to make sure that your lighting guy was right and your guy was right and your actor was right and your everything was right because you were shooting on expensive-ass fucking film stock. And if you didn't get it right, you fucking just wasted $7,000 in film. And nowadays you can just go, we'll just shoot it and punch it in and the light doesn't have to be right and the shit doesn't have to be right because I can fix it in post and I can add in the color and I can add in the tint and I can add all that in. And then there's no real like nobody's being held accountable because you don't have to. You just can keep putting out shit because you can fix it all after. Think about that. If you were making a fucking song and you went, right. I don't have to be good at playing my song because they can just make me sound good after. Mm-hmm. Come on, bullshit. You have to be held accountable. And I think that it's much too easy now to to do things anymore.
0: So people don't have to put as much care into them. I was never much into movies. Like I watch movies, but I was never like the the film guy. Yeah, me neither. Uh, I don't know I'm like okay
2: Under a period
0: People piss me sure, off that. When we talk about music And they go to like Something generic And super popular And I'm like Oh you don't know Fuck music It's like that Somebody goes Hey you like <laughs> me, you like metal And you go Yeah I love Metallica yeah. And
1: you go No 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 no. no. That's
0: how yeah. I am with movies Right Because people are like Oh fucking They'll, they'll talk movies And I'm like I like dumb and dumber <laughs> So I'm, I'm. But back you know, the watch. mark
1: of a great movie is one that you can watch over and over again. I don't care how good it is. Like I can watch fucking Step Brothers every day and not not. I could watch Cheech and Chong every that day once. What is what movie? What movie could you watch a hundred times and never lose the first two
0: Cheech and Chongs? And yeah. I have watched them a hundred <laughs> times um, or more. Terry, <laughs> man, that's do you have any movies
1: tough. that like you can just watch or you you've seen? Um, it's I don't, your go to. I don't.
2: I don't think that that exists anymore. I would say probably the closest would be um, uh, usual Suspects. Oh, great flick! Right, just a See, really. That's about fun... where you, me
1: and you are about the same. Like from about like the '90s to the early 2000s, yeah, there was this yeah. great renaissance of film again.
2: Yeah, there was some really cool stuff but, during that time, and I and I watched a lot of movies and smoked a lot of dope during that time. Yeah, so. I used to back
1: in those days, man. I I think there was one year where I saw like 340 movies in the theaters. Wow. I used to go like on Fridays and I'd do three or four in a row. Wow. I saw I, I saw Kenneth Brand as Hamlet and two other movies on the same day.
2: Holy shit! I saw that. Back when, back when Southtown
1: was a theater and I would just go from theater to theater. They'd let me go in and I, but fuck, now the idea of going to a movie theater, I'm like, man, six weeks and I can watch this in my basement.
2: Yeah. You know, we have a a theater right, I mean, literally next door to the the TV studio and uh, there's always been kind of a, sort of a loose um, permission that, that we can go to movies there. And there are, there are some guys that, that, you know, my buddy Kevin will go. You know, he might, he might go, you know, once or twice a week and, you know, be like pop out in the middle of the afternoon, you know, and just run down and, Mm -hmm. and catch something on the matinee or whatever. And I can't, I can't remember the last time I saw a movie in that theater. And like I say, I mean, all I got to do is walk in and go, Hey guys. And they're like, come on in. And I just don't, I just don't do it. I think the telephone is a big, the cell phone is a big part of it. Well, you yeah, go say, I mean, to go got... a movie
0: theater. You're in a different chair. You're you're assigned. You're around weird people. You gotta like sit there. You can't pause it to to go shit. You twenty six
1: bucks to eat food. to yeah. make you shit. Yeah, right.
0: It's just I, I I don't mind going to a movie once in a while. Sometimes I'll even be like ah maybe I'll go to a movie today. I never do, but I'll think about it. <laughs> uh, and then about once once a year maybe there's a movie where I like I want to see that. This year it was it was a sausage party which I never made it to go see. I have
1: that but on my I computer to. too, and I've downloaded. I haven't watched it you yet. You
2: haven't even watched. You, you have ultimate access to it. I have you, that. Be, you barely like have to moms. draw. I have, I have. I have. Uh, what's the other one? Don't
1: Breathe and Magnificent Seven. They're on my computer, and I would rather watch a six-minute YouTube video for. for I'd rather. Absolutely. I'd rather watch two and a half hours of six-minute YouTube videos than like ever fucking sit down and dedicate my time so to two true. hours of movie. Because I'm going. It's bizarre. I, I, I get ten minutes into it. I'm like, you better not fuck me. <laughs> I know you do you start, you start this is a pretty good movie don't you fuck me movie I need start
2: to, judging it as as your experience. I need it. to go to the mean. movies
0: because I'm just now what we're talking about is realizing the reason I can't watch a movie is because I'll sit in my bed my TV I only have one TV I don't watch enough TV to justify having more I have one TV it's in my bedroom so when I sit down to watch TV I got my dogs on my bed I got my phone on my bed something happens I'm distracted right but when I go to a movie theater airplane mode All I could do is watch movies. So I need to go to more movies.
2: That's true. That's a good thought. You know, for some reason, I guess it is kind of the almost uh, sentimental nature of a movie theater that like – I kind of am not super interested to go to a movie if I'm not going to be sitting next to a pretty girl. Like,
1: Right. I don't know. It's the, just, there seems like, to be. Well, and I like. Like the
2: day you take a date to the movie, yeah. which is a terrible I don't know the last time idea, that happened. But, but well, you, see, can't, you can't talk to each yeah, other. You exactly. just got to kind of sit there and be like, yeah, did you enjoy the movie? There's something about that that like, goes all the way back. I mean, I remember uh, Karen St. Clair, mm. Star Wars. Sounds like a porn name yeah i i remember i oh god what was her name
1: i mean we must she must have been 11 i remember i can still remember the movie too this was three weeks ago yeah <laughs> 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 it was finding finding dory <laughs> no no you can no you can go back and you can like i mean that that, that was the totally thing weird. i remember like uh you know going to great old movie theaters like the villa when when the the the, the curtains would fucking open and reveal your yeah, movie man. that happened at the villa it Absolutely. was it, back in the day. I mean, this was even up through like the late nineties and stuff. you go see movies and the curtain would pull back and I kinda want
2: to walk past a fountain. Mm-hmm. On my there's way a to, movie to my theater seat. there's I a movie do. theater in Price. <laughs> I like I like
0: I like the old <laughs> movie theater. So cool. There's three movie theaters back home. One of them, the Price Theater, this is this big fucking tall movie theater. It's a piece of shit. Um it looked cool, but there was bats. Dan- Danny saw Halloween two there when we were together. Like, really? And she was like, she was telling me there was bats flying her <laughs> fucking ceiling. What? Yeah, there's bats. The fucking, uh, it was yeah, it was a piece of shit. I think there's only two theaters back home now. That one and the one in the corner by the Caesar's. By the Little Caesar's, yeah. That was the first date. Uh,
1: you were actually, you actually were on the very first date that I actually went on with my wife. I was. Wow. I remember that we went and
0: saw fucking that
1: Alien District movie. Eight or District Nine yeah. or whatever oh district yeah Blum Comp. Yes.
0: Yeah, mm, we, we went and saw
1: that. Because the, my
0: last, this is a weird thing. With Charlton, I love that guy. Yeah, that's He's a great. He's so one.
2: good. That's really cool. We
0: so. started, I started dating my last girlfriend, which was forever ago, the same time you started dating Danny. Yeah. And and yeah, so about that same time you had your new girlfriend and I had my new girlfriend, his worked out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's fine. I'm not, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm glad the way things went the way they did. But yeah, we, I remember that period. It was weird. That was the same time we went shooting. Yeah, that we was actually really We went down. He took me Shooters. the very first
1: time I did a show in price, and we took his AR-15s, oh, and we went down up on the mountain. Just We went to the uh, to the thrift, thrift, store. thrift store and bought stacks of plates. Like, they had nice. dish sets, and we probably bought, like, Class 40 plates like like TVs. Fucking,
0: yeah, TVs, old TVs, and microwaves and it it up, shit. Man. Probably
1: spent, like, 20, 30 bucks yeah. on blowing shit up, and then nice. went up and just shot it all up, and, and uh, we should do
0: that again. Yeah, I, I don't have the AR anymore. So the, okay, that AR that I had... What what it was is my dad sold it to me. He he's had it since the seventies, and then I sold it back to him, and and then he sold it back to me, and then the last time when I moved to Salt Lake, I it's back to him now, and I don't I don't have a fucking need for an AR fifteen, so I don't have it anymore. But I could I'm sure he could he'd let me borrow it. Uh, but yeah, I haven't shot a gun in a long time. We should all go. Shoot I, yeah, I, I and I'm not I'm not a gun guy. I'm not like me neither. But,
1: but it's kind it's pretty
0: fucking
2: fun.
1: But yeah, to go, yeah it's to go true. When you strip guns, away
2: all of the rhetoric, it's yeah, like if you take, if you yeah, take the, b- the bullshit feeling, out of it. Yeah. And you just kind of go with it's, your friends it's and
1: yourself just feeling. to go
0: squeeze off some rounds. It's, yeah. it's, it's it's a blast. Yeah, it was it was definitely
1: it was definitely a release. That was a good time, man. I can't believe that was fucking eight eight nine, years nine ago. years ago.
0: Wow. no, two thousand nine. So eight years ago. I don't 2008? math. I don't know math. No, two thousand nine nine. Yeah, because I started in 2008. That's when I started doing comedy. Yeah. So it was 2009. Would you ever have thought? Would I have ever thought that nine years later I don't want anything to do with stand-up comedy? <laughs> 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 no, no. Yes, I, that was my question. No, yes. Uh, I like doing stand-up comedy as you, as you like going to movies. Like, I enjoy it. I think I'm good at it. But it's nothing I'm More like. clearly. Yeah, it's nothing I'm like looking to pursue anymore. Yeah, I think you get to a point where it's like I you know, I get
1: that now where you know, I it, five years in all I wanted to do was be the best goddamn stand-up comedian I could. Yeah. And yeah. now I'm like you know what I really would like to do? I'd love to produce. And I think writing would be fun. And I think that you know, like yeah, you start sure. going, there's so many other things that I, I would wanna, rather I do. to play
0: corporate gigs. Yeah,
1: I would love to do corporate. I would love to shit, dude, I'd love to do advertising. I'd love to do a whole bunch of things where I could take my comedic mind and write and like create for other people. Yeah, sure. Because there's so many things that like as a comic, I'm like that's a funny thing, but I, I would never do it on a stage or anything like that. But to do characters, do voices, I would love to do that. I know to be honest, you don't really you realize that? Like I fucking have been i don't know I, I bet you could put me in the in the list of of voice guys i'd probably in the in in the, i'd probably make the top 25 maybe 50 impressionists in the in the business maybe i don't know i don't know how many there are of us me either but i'd put myself in that and yet
2: yeah, i don't top tier top i would tier. not
1: know where to get voice work from in this state like i get that if i went hey, to la and i went and got an agent or something talk, like that talk to cena but see, that's the thing is I don't like talking to other comics because every other comic, you go, yeah. hey, man, how'd you get that gig? And he goes, I'm going to fucking tell you. No, I go, yeah, he, he right. told me
0: I should know. He was giving me – because he knows some dudes
1: here. I See, I'd love to. I've never – there's people who just make money off of doing video games, just doing voices and yeah. doing shit like that. A, that's what a, I want to v- do. A
0: voice that's agent. That's all I fucking want to do. Voice I, work. Have you ever seen that documentary about uh, the cartoon people? Yeah, the uh, hey, the guy that – hey, aren't you the guy that was in that thing or whatever yeah, it's called? Yeah, I can't yeah. remember what it's called, but but it's the – Yeah, just voiceover people. It's, it's yeah, such a the,
2: cool – the 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 old, old school guy who I'm, I met, uh, uh, Linda Hodge, did makeup last year during Sundance, and she worked for In a World. Oh, like yeah. that guy, she was his administrative assistant in LA is, for years. Is, well, that and has she become... always bugs me. She always bugs me. She's like, you need to do voiceovers. And I'm like. How? <laughs> yeah, How? yeah, yeah. I'd love to. Because there's
1: dudes like Billy West and Jess Harnell and all these dudes who literally. What's his name? Um, the guy who does uh, Winnie the Pooh and uh, Jim. Uh, oh, he does all these. Kenny people. Loggins. Yeah, he does, <laughs> he does all of not... Non <laughs> <laughs> oh, sequitur. Oh, I'll find it. It'll come to me. But like, th- some of these guys will literally just do like animal noises. Like the guy who was made famous for doing Megatron's voice. Like he would just get hired to go do like chickens and stuff. That's crazy.
2: <laughs> and,
1: I used to, I used and they would just Dude. do Dude. shit like that. Your chicken that, is When I was so a kid, that was thing. <laughs> I used to, I'd do it. <laughs> yeah, shit like that. And I mean, there's so there's funny. guys who just get to get to doing those kind of things, but. I don't know. There's there's a million things. Just go. How do you how do you 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 get into it? Right. How do you how do you do that? How do you do that, guys? (laughs) I
2: think sometimes we, especially having like you were saying, having been doing something for a while. And, and because we all try to be sort of strategery about, oh, yeah, well, d- you know develop your career, go to the next level, whatever any of those kind of things are, even if it's diversifying and right. doing something new but something different that's aligned like producing, like right. being a creative director at an ad agency and writing amazing copy right. that's hilarious that – right, it doesn't have any connection. But it's like I, I – because I, I feel this way with like my great sort of guilt – uh, overlay being raised Catholic is social media. And it's like, Oh man, I'm just, I'm blowing it. I'm sucking, and, right. you know? And then somebody will be like, Oh, you know, it's so great to follow you on social media. And I'll be like, Oh, well, I guess there's somebody out there that, <laughs> you know, but I, but I look at my numbers and it's like, dude, you got to get your life together. Yeah, I don't you're, know. you're blowing. <laughs> it, We've bro. talked about that well before. It's fucking like, <laughs> kill yourself <laughs> right away. The difference
1: between us and a comic who has, Seventy five thousand followers isn't jokes it's,
2: it's something. really not You're i don't right. know
1: what it is right i mean yeah maybe you've been on tv you've done something but i mean i've got friends who have been on shows that nobody's ever seen and they don't have they don't have the following. and then some dude who's just a dude has 125
0: there's, 000 there's, followers there's and you people go, on twitter i've got two with two million followers oh, they insane. have a day they have. job they got a
2: fucking desk job and they you know got who i love is mike kaplan I follow yeah, him, yeah, and, I, I, and, I, and I chat with him back and forth. Great comic, um, great Yeah, dude. yeah, yeah, but he doesn't, I mean, he doesn't have a big presence, but everything that, I mean, yeah. his tweets are there's twi- There's so Twitter, Twitter good. comics
0: is a thing. Yeah. Like, there's people, Jenny Johnson
2: got famous, that lady got yeah.
0: famous
1: just from doing Twitter, now she gets to get up at the Laugh Factory, and it's like, you know, and then you yeah. go, I don't know, th- 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 there's something to it, you go, okay, well, you figured it out, what, how, do, how, do, how do we figure it out, I don't know. Because I get I, f- I really feel like at some point somebody's gonna be like all right, you don't get to do comedy anymore. And I'm gonna go, well, that's what I did for 12 years and now I have to do something else, but I can't put on my r- my resume. Did comedy for fucking twelve years. <laughs> here's a comic. Here's, here's uh, references. Uh, here's a lady that I made laughing in, in yeah. fucking Illinois. Here's a my, you know my
0: my buddy Larry's mom thinks I'm hilarious. Yeah. So I mean I I just think about that sometimes. Like everything should transition into the, the
2: next
1: uh, the next thing. Something and I'm I mean I'm gonna I, I don't have to do something. Something.
2: I, I think there's quintessence though too. I think there is something about. I mean the fact that I host a television talk show. I mean I still. I passed a 1,000 shows this year. I still wake up all the time and go, fuck, dude, I had this dream. It was so real. <laughs> I, had, I had a talk show. I had show. a talk show. I, even. I have to go do
0: your show tomorrow. Are, we, are with, you coming? Yeah. Um, so yeah. What, what happened is a lady uh, won Teresa. She won, Terry gave away for Comedy Cares uh, a spot on, on the Mountain News. So you can go on there and talk about anything you want. Well, she bid on it. I can't remember how much for several hundred dollars, I believe. Well, anyway, she wants to talk about mental illness. So they thought, who better to bring along? Who better to bring along? No, she asked me if I would go because she's not like a... Talker? Like a a TV go-on extrovert. (laughs) TV go-on extrovert? That's kind of the whole point, though. When you put Guy on there tomorrow,
1: it needs to say Guy Seidel... TV, go on, yeah, extrovert.
0: Well, that was part of the the what Terry wrote up was they, they come on the show with me, which I don't really have yeah. any reason to go on. I told her, I was like, I don't need to go. And she's like, no, no, will you please go with me?
2: Yeah. Also, I think just as kind of the standard bearer for this thing, comedy cares. And let me tell you, I see a lot of people who are trying to raise money and every single cause is great. But... The fact of the matter is that that's, philanthropy is a blood sport, man. You got to be. out. You want to do good. It's great. You, you did last week. It was great. You want to have a good one next year. Start we, we, now. We beat I mean, our record insane. every year. That's great. That's really to, cool. This year we're
1: probably gonna have to start in fucking May.
0: Yeah. So we we did nineteen thousand. Nineteen thousand. <laughs> that's
2: I great. Yeah. That's really cool. That's, that's unbelievable. Really
0: cool. Um, well, it's an hour, we're an hour 20-ish in, and my voice is Yeah, you're hacked.
2: I can, I can hear
1: it. <laughs> um, By the way, do you have any Lysol that I can spray on that fucking mic? Because I got to talk into
0: that thing next, and I don't want, don't breathe Sasha. on it. You wow. Wow. I, uh, Mark's germaphobe ass has to talk into this mic for his next <laughs> podcast. Hey, <you> keep, in,
1: <laughs> keep in mind that if I get sick, you can't work either. <clears throat> All the gigs wow. are over except next weekend. And the gigs after that. You get, me sick. And you get me sick for two
0: weeks, you're out of money. <sighs> I'll Stop st- breathing I'll, on the I'll mic. I'll do stand-up. <laughs> and, make, and make $100. <laughs> <laughs> All hundreds of dollars. <laughs> anyway,
2: uh, thank you, Terry Burden, for <laughs> thank coming you, in. Yeah. Guy and Marcus. It's Thanks always so nice to hang out with pit, you guys. The, I've been pit, gone. I'm going to go home pit. and cuddle my dogs. Oh, that's exactly what I want to do. <laughs> I've been thinking about Taco Bell for ninety minutes. There's a Taco Bell that's down the street. Right I've been on thinking, I've Yo, been thinking that's, about. That's what time is. it is.
0: Mark is going to go smoke his forty eighth bowl in the last twenty four hours. Delicious. So, thank you guys so much. Episode thirty nine. We'll see you.